Welcome to another message from C3 Mumbai. For more information about C3 Mumbai, please visit our website c3mumbai.com or visit our Facebook page. We have been doing this series. Um, the, the reason for this series is to begin to help people with fear. Um, you know when bad things happen in our world, one of the things that tends to run through at least my mind is, what did I do to deserve this? Has that ever run through your mind? Like, God, have I displeased you in some way? Is there some sort of curse on me that has caused this to happen? Or is there something that's following me around that I can't shake that is causing all of these things? And, and what we tend to do is we, we connect all of the bad things that have happened in our life and we connect them all together. Anybody else done this? And we go, you know, this happened and then this happened and then that happened and then that bad thing happened and they all be probably pretty bad things that have happened. We connect it all together and we come to the conclusion, well, therefore, because of all of these things, there's something that is following me around that I need to shake off. Some sort of curse, some sort of thing that I've been born under, some sort of something. Who knows what I'm talking about? See, I, I want, I'm, the reason I'm, I'm talking about this today is because the Bible has a lot to say about this. A lot, okay? Um, and some of it can make us a little uncomfortable because part of it, um, uh, the, the reasons that the Bible gives... A lot of it lies in, with us and our own responsibility. And I'm going to share that with you, but just know that as I share these things with you, that there is a resolution. Uh, there is a promise at the end of all of this that makes it all okay. And that promise is, is Jesus. You know, Jesus, when He came, He came to redeem us from something. You know that? Yeah. What, what did He come to redeem us from? Yes, He came to redeem us from sin, but what does that even really mean? He came to redeem us from all the bad, naughty things that we've done. You know, all of the naughty, naughty things that we shouldn't have done, that we knew we shouldn't have done, but we did anyway. Did He come just to redeem us from that, or was there something more to the picture? There is actually much more to the picture, which I'm going to try my hardest to explain to you today in a legible way, but I've got a lot of concepts running through my brain right now, and I'm like, God, inside I'm praying that I can do justice to His Word, so just be praying for me as I teach today, and uh, this is probably not how I normally preach, preach, but I'm, I'm going to run through some scriptures with you to kind of begin to explain to you what's going on with this world, what's going on with all the bad things that are happening, who knows that we've got a lot of, I mean, this world right now is like, with what's happened in Kerala, with what's happened around the world, oh my goodness, I mean, there's a lot about why, what's the cause of all of this? You know, some, I, I, I saw one, I saw one forward this week, which um, was from like some big, you know, sort of prophet, man of God type of person within the Christian world. And in that thing, he was saying, oh, it's this, this is 
What's happened in Kerala, this is what he said in the, in the, in the thing. What's happened in Kerala is God's judgment on India because India is following other gods. That's what he said. And I went, hold up a second. That is theologically completely wrong. Did anybody see that forward? Okay. I'm just going to speak about that for a moment because some of this, some rubbish goes around. Any judgment that God had for any group of people, okay, was paid for by somebody. Yes, there is such a thing as the wrath of God as a result of our sin. But let me tell you something. That is the reason why Jesus went to the cross. So anytime you see anybody saying, oh, this is happening because it's God's judgment, they don't know their Bible. And I feel really strongly about this because I just feel sorry for all of the people who are like looking at these sorts of things going, what have I done? Right? Okay? That's religion. That's, that's not what Jesus is about. Jesus came to remove all of that. He paid for every sin. He paid for everything. He came to redeem us, not to judge us. Judgment has been completed. What's happening in Kerala is not a result of God saying, oh, these people aren't following me, so therefore I warned them, and now they're still not. That doesn't even make sense, because, I mean, who knows, there's more, can I just say the C word? Do you know what the C word is? Christians. There's more Christians in Kerala than anywhere else in India. And it doesn't even make sense biblically. It, does, it doesn't even fall in. So these men of God that are standing on stages, oh, and they've got big crowds in front of them, don't believe everything they say. Tell, let me tell you something. Do not believe it. You, you, go, you, you look, look at it and go, okay, does that line up with this? Does that line up with this? And if it doesn't, it's rubbish. It's rubbish. Am I okay to speak strongly about these things? This is not for everyone, but I know that some of you would have received that forward. The moment I saw it, I thought, that's rubbish. Because that, all that does is bring fear. This country does not need to be afraid of Jesus. It needs to know Jesus because Jesus is love. Come on. Thanks for clapping. Amen. Praise God. All right. I've got to get to my sermon. Okay, let's start with Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Okay, let's just look at that a little closer and think about this. Now, this is Paul, who is the man that's responsible for 70% of the second half of the Bible, which is the New Testament, most of his letters were written to people who were culturally not Jews. They were what they called Gentiles. Okay? Now, the, there was basically the Jews and the Gentiles. Back then, the main religions, there was basically in those, there was two religions. Okay? There was the Jewish religion, and then there was what they called paganism, which were the Gentiles. Okay? All right. So what happened is after Christ rose again, ascended, sent the Holy Spirit, all of these Jews who were culturally Jews began to follow Jesus. They were the ones who crucified Jesus because they realized he is the son of God. And then what began to happen is all these Gentiles who were of a completely different culture began to follow Jesus as well. Why did they begin to follow Jesus? Because Jesus began to reveal himself to them. 
And Paul was the main guy who was chosen to be the teacher for these people. Okay? So what I just read you from Ephesians here was written to some people in a place called... Oh, you're so smart. Ephesus. Okay, Ephesus. It's in Turkey. Okay? Right, Turkey. Which, at some point, when uh, Alexander ruled, would have been a part of India. So there's a bit of a connection there. Okay? And uh, I, I'm excited about something I thought about the other day. I keep on saying it. Uh, you, you, you know that Jesus has been in India longer than he's been in Britain. Did you know that? He's, he's been in India longer than he's been in USA. He's been in India longer than he's been in Australia, which I was hoping it was different, but, you know. What I'm saying is, is Jesus has been around talking in this, this area, this part of the world, for a very, very, very long time, like thousands of years, okay? And, and all of these people were not much different than what we see here today in terms of the people groups across India. Not much different. They started to, Jesus began to reveal himself to them more and more, they begin to get. They began to get this, this anubhav, the, 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 where God is revealing Himself in a different way, and they didn't know what to do. So Paul had to teach them. Who knows that when you meet Jesus, it's uncomfortable at the same time as awesome. It's uncomfortable because you're like, well, what about everything I know so far? Okay. At the same time as awesome, it's like, wow, this is incredible. And could it really be true? Could it really be this? And well, what do I do? And, and, and Paul had the responsibility of taking these people through and helping them to understand what was going on in, the, um, in their lives. Uh, I said this last week, but I, I quickly will explain it to you. Ephesus was the main center of a, uh, of a, a deity called um, Diana or Artemis. It had the, the biggest temple there, gigantic temple there. And the reason that temple started is because a rock fell out of heaven. A rock fell out of heaven. It was a meteorite. This was before they understood. They didn't have the Hubble Space Telescope. They didn't realize that, you know, bits of space could fall out of space. So it just fell out of space. And there they are, have this big rock. They turn it into a god. They start worshiping in this gigantic temple. The biggest temple in Asia actually was right there in that place. But these people began to know Jesus. Now, they were highly, highly worried about space and everything that was going up in there in the heavens, the stars and what is aligned and all of that. Very, very aware of what was going on up there. But Jesus comes in and starts changing. And Paul says this about the heavenly realms. He says, praise be to God. And he opened all his letters like this. Praise be to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us where? 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 In the heavenly realms. With some spiritual blessings. Blessed us in the heavenly realms with every. With every spiritual blessing in Christ. Do you know what that means? That you are blessed in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing. Do you even know what that means? That means you are over and above everything that you are worried about. And to these people, what he was saying was this. You, through Jesus, are above this God, Diana. That's what he was saying. 
this thing that fell out of heaven that everyone worships, you guys are above it. That's what he was saying. That you rule and reign above it. Isn't that crazy? So, so, these, so they would have been really uncomfortable with this because they're like, well, hold on a second. Really? I mean, is that, is that, is that how it works? And Paul was like, yes. And, and let, me, let me explain it to you a little more, okay? He, 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 he then goes on to this prayer, okay? And he says, um, okay? But he, he says this. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you, firstly, what? The spirit of wisdom, okay? And revelation, that's good. So that the eyes, uh, so, excuse me, so that you may know him better. Okay, that's cool. That's fine. And then he goes on to pray this. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you. Everybody say hope. hope. That you may know the hope to which he has called you, the Riches, the riches. what riches? Well, the riches of his glory and glorious inheritance in his and his holy people. Who are his holy people? Okay, so there's an inheritance in these relationships that we have right here. There's something that God meant for you to have. That's why He's brought us together. And then in verse 19, and His incar- in- incomparably great power for us who believe power okay so the whole, let, 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 let's just let's just move back a bit what's the first thing we've got a hope okay second thing we've got an inheritance third thing we've got power what power what's this power power what is like what are you talking about? What's this power? Well, then he goes on and explains what this power is. And I, you need to hear me on this, guys. The reason why Paul is praying for these people to realize this, the reason he's praying for a revelation, that they would have that spirit of wisdom, and whatever the blockages were, was so that they could walk in to what Jesus actually had them had for them what, 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 what Jesus was actually about, his redemption. It was this, it was that power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when God, he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly realms. Now, that's crazy. Listen up, what are you worried about? What are you scared of? When it comes to curses, spiritual stuff, all of those unknowns, what are you actually worried about? Did you know in Christ there is power available that is the same as the power that raised Jesus himself from the dead? That is insane. Are we actually living that out? If we're not, it's a problem with our beliefs. We don't believe it. We actually just don't believe it because it's just crazy. What? What? Really? It's, it's that powerful? Yes, it is. And I hope over this series 
that, that there would be this revelation where you guys begin to live out the power that is upon your lives, that has been given freely. That limitation would be broken. That fear would be broken. So he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms, far above. Everybody say far above. Far above. Far above. Not just a little bit above, far above. All rule, all rule and authority, power and dominion. So yes, there are rulers. There are different authorities in the spiritual realm apart from God the Father. Yes, there are. There are powers and dominions. And people invoke these names. That's why Paul says that every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, age but in the, also in the age to come, and God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be the head over everything for the church. Oh, church. The word church is in the Bible. But it doesn't mean what it puts in your brain. It doesn't mean a steeple with stained glass windows and inside is all of the people. That's not... Church is just the people who follow Jesus. That's the word church. That's literally what it means. is people who follow Jesus, his flock, his, his people. That's what the church is. So, but you don't have to use it. I don't, you don't have to say, oh, I'm going to church because people will be like, oh, you know, what, what, you're going to church? You're a church? Oh, you're a Christian? You don't have to say, no, I'm just going to meet Jesus because I follow Jesus. That's all good. I'm, I'm okay with that. But the head of all of this is Jesus. Okay? And get this. This is crazy. So he's ahead. What does that make us? His body. He's the head. We're his body. Okay? The fullness of him who fills everything in every way. Now, to these people, this would have shook them because they would have spent their lives praying to something that was in the form of a body in the hope that that thing would help them. That's what they would have done. And what Paul is saying is, no, no, hold on a second. It's different here. You've met Jesus. He's revealed him to you, himself to you. This means that you have become a part of his church. Not, not culturally church, not like, you know... Now you've got to eat beef and now you've got to do this and that. That's not what he was saying. Now you can't do any of your, the, the, the precious things that you've grown up doing all of your life with your family, the things that connect your family together, the traditions that you hold so dear to your heart. Now you've got to stop all of that because, well, guess what? Jesus has revealed himself to you, so you've got to change who you are. No, no, no. That's not what he was saying. He's saying Jesus has revealed himself to you. You have become something as a result. And you have power as a result. There is, you've got to understand that when Jesus begins to reveal himself to you, he's trying to take you somewhere. And uh, he, he, he's not about being invoked. He's, in, he's about being inwardly taken in. And you, as you take him in, you become a part of him. 
You become a part of his body. You become his hands. You become his feet. You become. So in other words, this living God begins to come alive within us. And what's, see, what's the purpose of all of that? Well, see, see, oh, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to move on. Here's the thing you've got to understand. Jesus did this and he does this as an act of his redemption. Let's just step back a little bit, okay? Let's go back to Genesis. What happened in Genesis when Adam and Eve fell? When they sinned, what happened there? Well, what happened is God came. He said, what have you done? You've eaten from this tree. He sent Adam and Eve out of that garden. And he also said something else. What what did he say? He said, cursed is the ground because of you. Cursed is the ground because of you. Now, I'm just going to stay on this for like as short as a time as I can. And we have to stay on this for a moment because we have to understand something about what I just said and how it is connected back to then and how, what it means now in this present age. I'll say this. The reason why we see bad stuff happen in this world is not because God is angry with us. It's not because something happened cosmologically that shifted, that caused everything to be out, and therefore everything's bad, and that there are some experts around who can read these things. You know, all of those charts, all of that stuff was created thousands of years ago, and and you know, the whole solar system has changed since then. Did you know that? The, the things that they say are there aren't even there anymore. You know, and, and it's like, but there's this, there's this blame shifting that's going on. See, we don't like this. This is, this is something that's going to get a little bit uncomfortable, but it's going to get better, okay? Just nudge a person. It's going to get better in a moment, okay? Do you know why? you know why there's bad stuff happening in this world? why Kerala has happened, why we see tragedies like this happen. It's because the ground has been cursed. Why was the ground cursed? Because of us. It's, it's our fault. It's sin that caused all of this. Can I, can I quickly go to a scripture? Look at this. Where is it? It's in Romans. Romans chapter 8. I want you to hear this. For the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. Why is creation waiting for the children of God to be revealed? For the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it, that was us, in the hope that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the freedom and glory of the children of God. I don't know if I'm losing you on this. I don't know if this is too deep. I hope I'm not. And I'm going to keep explaining this. 
Well, but I'll keep reading. We know that the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. Not only so, but we ourselves who have, been, who have the first fruits of the Spirit grown inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption to sonship, the redemption of our bodies. Now, what did Jesus come to do? He came to redeem us. In redeeming us, he gives us power. He gives us an inheritance. He gives us a hope. Why has he done all of that? Why has he done all of that? Why, why is it? Because I'll tell you something. Because whatever is our fault, what is the result, whatever is the result of sin that has caused this world to be the way it is, God wants to use us as his body to transform. He wants to use us as his body, as his people, with power, to rule and reign over. I don't think you've got it yet. Let me go back to Ephesians. Chapter 2, verse 6. I'm going to read this to you. It says this, And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with Him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. Where are you seated? You might be saying, well, I'm seated right in front of you, Ryan. I'm right here. Yes, you are. But when the Bible is talking about these sorts of things, there's two things happening here. The first thing is, is you are seated spiritually in the heavenly realms. You already have an authority to begin to change the way things are on earth. You are the ones that God wants to bring about the change that needs to come. It's us. It's the people whom Jesus has revealed himself to. There's power in that. And as we begin to understand it, it's, that's when the church actually becomes what it's meant to be. It's not meant to be a place where people come, go, and have their, you know, their traditions. It's, I mean, that's all part of it, I guess, somehow. But listen to me. There is power available for those who begin to understand something about who you are as people of God. You are the ones that God is using to redeem this earth. And earth is waiting for it. Earth is waiting. You know, it's all going to be restored. Now, it's talking about now, and it's also talking about the future. There's this big word. Everybody, you ready for a big word? Eschatology. Who knows what that means? We've got some theologians in the room. Eschatology. What's eschatology? Eschatology is, is, is the, the talk about, within the Bible, about what happens in the end. The end times. So there's something prophetic about what Paul is saying here. He's saying, yes, this is happening right now. There is an authority for you. And this is why he's praying it over these people. He's saying, I'm praying that your hearts open up, that the eyes of your hearts begin to understand the power, begin to understand the hope, Begin to understand the inheritance, the riches that God has for you. Because why? 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 Because you guys are seated above. <coughs> right now, every reign, you are reigning above every ruler. Every dominion. Everything that you've ever, ever been worried about. Every demon 
You're above it. Are you cursed? Well, if you are, who cares? You're above it in Christ. Is there something following you around trying to get you and trying to pull you back? Well, maybe, but you're above it in Christ. And and, and some of you, you know, (coughs) need to begin to realize something. That, that, That your warfare, God has given you just a little bit, a little taste. Some, some of you, your warfare is just getting to church on Sunday morning. It's like, man, I am, I'm trying to get to church and it's like everything, all hell breaks loose every Sunday morning. Who knows what I'm talking about? You know, the, the cat jumps out the window. You know, the, I tripped over the cat. I stepped on a piece of Lego on the way out. And, you know, and it's just like everything's going wrong. I just don't want to go to church. Who's felt that way? And you're like, what is going on? Why is this so hard? You know, you're on your way. You feel like you're stepping into something new that God's pulling you into, that God's calling you into. And it's like everything is wrong. You have a fight with your wife and, you know, or your husband or you have, a, you have your child starts playing up in ways you never thought. And you're like, what is going on? There is a battle. But, you know, you guys need to understand something. You're above it. <coughs> You're seated in heavenly realms. Don't worry about the devil. He ain't got nothing on you. Don't worry about any curse that any person has ever put on you, whether it be at your childhood, whether it be right now, whether it be some black magic from some super powerful duper duper, you know, black and white. I don't know, whatever they are. They could be a kabaddi over you and all of that sort of stuff. You're above it. If Jesus has given you a mustard seed of faith. Just an inch, like a little tiny bit. If you just it's like, I know he's there, I know he's real, listen to me. You're above it. Yeah. You're seated. Don't be held back by what the devil is trying to trick you into believing. See, this is why Paul said it. Because these people were so scared of the spiritual realm and they look it up the heavens and be like, oh, I don't know what's going on. We're just these orphans in the world and there's no one out there to look after us. It's like these deities that don't really care. They're just totally indifferent to us. All we have to do is invoke their names in the hope that they would see us. And Paul comes and says, no, you have seen Jesus. He changes everything. Oh, too excited, Ryan. Too excited. Okay, I'm going to finish with the scripture. <coughs> I read it out last week, but I'm going to read it again. Ephesians 6.12. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. You know, just going back to this whole idea of sin and what it did to our home. You know why the serpent came? You know why the devil came, deceived Adam and Eve into sinning? It was because he wanted to rob us of what was actually ours. He knew that that was the only way. That the ground would be cursed as a result of sin. As we begin to understand our our place in Christ, 
we begin to understand that the battle of life has been fought and won in Christ. That we, see, we are seated above all of this stuff. And even if our bodies die, even if we were one of the 200 people that have died in Kerala, even if we were one of those, we are still seated. And we begin to take up our final destination with Him, ruling and reigning, reigning above all. See, there's a hope. There's a promise. And you don't have to, listen to me, you don't have to die right now to take it up. You don't have to, like, you know, you can live and begin to walk in your authority. Everything changes when you begin to understand you're above it all. You're above every curse. You're above every authority. You're above every dominion. You're above it. Why? Because you're special? Yeah, because you're in Christ. Amen? C3 Mumbai is a church in the heart of India's commercial capital where a diverse group of people brought together to worship God and to pass on the hope of salvation by grace that we freely received. For more information about C3 Mumbai, please visit our website c3mumbai.com or visit our Facebook page. Follow us on Instagram or tweet us on our handle at C3Mumbai. Hey, it's Ryan here. If you enjoyed this message and you live in Mumbai, we would love to meet you in person. Why don't you come along 11.30 a.m. Studio 10 at Famous Studios in Mahalakshmi.